You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top Game League. Hey guys, welcome to Talking League. We're up to round 16 and the wrap. I'm your host, TK. And we welcome back tonight, Shooter. He's had a few weeks off, but good to see you, Shoots. Happy anniversary, my man. Cheers, bro. It's uh, good to be back. Mate, it's it's interesting because you went away for the weekend with the missus, and I'm assuming a couple of the little ones, but I think I spoke to you more than your missus was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I didn't take the kids. But, no, you um... didn't. Nah, nah, it's my anniversary, mate. Um, but um, yeah, I've still got to watch a little bit of footy. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> now, Jake, mate, you're very happy because the Cowboys got a great win on Saturday. But, mate, good to see you. Welcome to the sun. Well, you've been here for a few weeks now. Stepping in for Kyle tonight, but welcome, man. Thanks, mate. Good to be here again. Um, yeah, Kyle's looking good. More wins in the storm now, so we're technically in second. Mate, who would have taken the buy? <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? But, ladies and gentlemen, so like I said, Coles he went to the game today at Auckland, so he won't be joining us today. So it's me, Jake, and Shooter. Like, boys, what a round! That's got to be the worst round I think I've ever had in NRL fantasy. Like, the board's going to sack me. Apparently, I scored a seven hundred and eighty-nine. Shooter, how did you go? Uh, I got nine hundred and three. I don't know how because I feel like I had a pretty terrible round as well. But, um, yeah, 903, which isn't too bad compared to some others. Yeah, my rank went from, what, 359 to 777. But, Jakey, mate, I've heard some rumours that you're taking over your missus team because her team's way better than yours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My, my team's gone awful. I've lost another 300 ranks, so I'm, I'm out to 5,500. So that's my sixth week in a row losing ranks. So it's been pretty bad. My team's not too bad, though, so I've, I've saved a few trades. I've only used one trade last two weeks, so... I think I'm going to hold off now to just focus on head-to-head. <laughs> Why not, mate? Why not? All right, boys. How good is this bloke? Let's do studs and duds. We'll start with studs. Now, Shooter, our man, Tohu Harris, came back to form. A lot of people sold him out, but we held solid. He was good today, my man. Yeah, I, I don't know whether the, the homecoming game had an effect or not, but um, I don't know, he just seemed to run harder and was cleaning up everything in the back there. He's got a meat pie, so that probably um, boosted his points slightly. But um, uh, he got 30-odd tackles and a fair lot of metres, so uh, can't go wrong. I love Tohu. Yeah, big time. Best-looking guy in the NRL as well. I <laughs> love it, mate. Now, Jakey, mate, his teammate, you and Aiken. Now, again, we gave a lot of people, like, because we did the Thursday show, that was the beauty of the Thursday show because we got that information that he was going to get moved to the edge. I don't know why. How many How many people ended up selling him out? Oh, there's a fair few. I, I didn't check the numbers exactly. I think it was maybe 1%. I checked on 40%stitutus.com. Was that equate to maybe 1,600 or 1,700 or so? I think it might have been more. Let's have a look at the website while you keep talking. Sorry, mate. 
Absolutely. I think Kyle sent a photo through with something like 10,000, but that must have been last week, I reckon. Or the yeah, they were, they, I sent that through. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was when he was a red dot. So I, I understand people trading that when, when he was out due to that. But yeah, this week he was, he was definitely a hold, I reckon. And yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how updated this is. It says on the NRL site, round sixteen sells is eleven thousand two hundred and ninety-three. That's crazy. That's eh? massive. And fourteen people were brave enough to bring him in. So, hats off to those guys. But guys, I had my man Will Kennedy. It was the only highlight of my whole weekend. The whole team fell apart. I was just glad this guy didn't hit a negative, so I didn't look like an idiot because the rest of the team did. But. I still think he's the best cashier with job security under 300 grand. I think if you're cashing down, I think you should definitely get on board and you can kind of upgrade other different parts of your team. But, boys. No, 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 no. Let's look a little bit of a negative side and shooter. You've got Billy Smith, a.k.a. Josh Corby, on your case here, man. He had an absolute shocker. Yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't see much of the game, but from what I saw, he wasn't very impressive after that, um, that good game a couple of weeks ago. But um, I don't know, like the weather in Sydney, well, I thought like there's been like a little bit of a role reversal with New Zealand. Yeah. And the weather in Sydney this year has been terrible quite a few times and this weekend was one of them. So um, that wouldn't have helped them too much. Yeah. Like obviously I live in Sydney and the, the rain right now is like when we had the wet weather at the start of the year, the difference was it wasn't heavy. But this time it is really heavy and it's been going on for a few days now and apparently it's going to go on for another week. So what do you reckon about that, boys, before we move on to the other duds? Like the contributor this week, Jakey, what do you reckon? Was it more origin of the weather, a bit of a combination of both? Was there anything else that you reckon stood out? I think it was the weather. Like most, You see a lot of the scores this week were due to really high tackle counts. Like mm. Cam Murray made a massive tackle count. And I think even Joe Tarpane today played big minutes and made some big tackles. So a lot of that football is getting played through the middle with teams not taking these risks. So, you know, those attacking players out wide aren't getting as many opportunities as they usually do. Well, your tries kind of get eliminated. The guys that are good offloads. Maybe that's why my team went so bad. I've just got offloaders and try scorers. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Eh? Yeah, that that leads on to my dud as well. Karaz, he yeah. he had a he had a, not a shocker. He, he played you know perfectly fine, but yeah, twenty five points. But he just lacked those you know off offloads, tackle breaks, and involvements that he usually would getting that early ball out, out at centre. Yeah, I think he's going to probably be on my sell list. But my one was TPJ, another doggy. We'll talk about doggies and eliminating some of these guys after. But he's an enigma. I think he's twenty two. Was pretty much just what I need to write him off. I think I've been hanging on just because I didn't want to use the trade to get him out. But I think now it's a great opportunity to cash out his 600 grand and just go to someone that I just don't... Like, when you think about him taking four interchange cards and then at the same time, you just don't know whether you're going to get a 70 or a 20 from him. I just think right now, last eight rounds of the seasons, it's just move on time and get someone else. Too risky. Yeah, for sure. Boys, let's talk round 17 and trades on our mind. Shooter, you go first. How many trades have you got left and are you going to do anything for round 17? <laughs> to be honest, I'm trying to wait till after Origin. I've still got the four left and then the four that we get after um, 21, but I actually haven't traded for about three weeks now. So um, I spend most nights waking up in a deep sweat and um, yeah, but no. I'm, at, at the moment, I'm not. I'm not planning on doing any trades. Oh, I'm getting pretty keen on bringing in cheese for the third time, though. I reckon. <laughs> you know what, Shooter? I'm proud of you, bro. 
I'm absolutely proud of you. For you who has a problem, for you not to trade, that's been very courageous of you, mate. It's, it's actually really hard not to trade, eh? Yeah, absolutely it is, because you see the bargains. How many players are you going to have for round 17? Uh, not too many at the moment, about five. Okay, that's not too bad. Jakey, trades in your mind, and how many people for round 17? I had a few trades in my mind, but all the players I want to trade out just seem to bounce back this week. You know, Tago got a 60, uh, Toe Harris <laughs> got a 66, um, even like, oh, I wasn't going to trade out Rain, but he bounced back with a 50. Um, the only concerning one was probably Karaz, which his score was probably affected by Rain, but maybe like a Karaz to a Pappenhausen if I yep. feel like it, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll see what team lists are like and see what cash outs there are. Um, before I make a more of a decision on that. Yeah, I'm thinking about eliminating all the dogs, boys. Kingy, TPJ, Karaz. I think it's time. And I think I'm going to bring in the cheese. Second time for me because I had him in round one. And then, you're like you just mentioned, Jesse Raymond. I was ultra impressed with him. We'll talk a little bit about him later, Jake. But And also Frizzell. I just think quality and price is kind of matching right now. And I'd rather have someone with 80 minutes every week in the same position than wait for TPJ who plays eight different positions and plays eight different minutes every week as well. But let's move on. Jackie, you've got your injury and suspension report, a big one this week, my man, because even from from the first game to the last game, something happening each each game. Fill us in, mate. Uh, so he started off, we've got Jared Wallace. Um, he was, had that spear tackle, so he got suspended. He's, I think they missed two to three weeks based on if he takes a plea or not. Um, as you said, TPJ, um, he didn't finish the game. Um, I think Finero Physio said he was out maybe two to six weeks. So, yep. um, a strange injury. So, um, I think I can't I have no idea what it was called, but uh, it's something near your ankle, I think, um, or calf or somewhere. Like that. Only some people don't even have the ligament that he actually tore, so it's a real r- rare one. Okay. Um, uh, Tamari Martin, um, he left the field just with a rib injury, so one to monitor. Um, Cohen Hess, same again. He, he in that same game left the uh, field with a shoulder injury and didn't return. Um, Hame Selly in the Rabbitohs game, he left the field with a hamstring injury, so you expect um, him to be out for a while. He actually started, I, I believe, so there might be a spot open. There yeah, he did. Round 17. Uh, Mark Nichols failed that HIA, so he's going to probably have to go through protocols to play this week. Um, Ryan Matteson, um, he pulled out of the game late. Um, due to that rib injury, but um, apparently he's a good chance to play around 17, so he's he's going to be a good one to buy uh, on this buy round. Um, Isaiah Papali, he got he got he got put on report for a push on the kicker. I've never seen that before, but <laughs> that was fine. I, I think he'd be right to play. Jackie, uh, w- when you're watching that, sorry to cut you off. Like yeah, for me, right. the referee goes he had to wrap his arms and make a tackle. My argument of that is, if he tried to make a tackle, he would have actually put him in a dangerous position. Yeah, well, isn't putting your hands on someone making a tackle? Yeah, like you don't have, like I don't think you have to wrap. No, I don't think you have to either. You can you can push someone over and you know lay on the ground and push push their back into the ground. That that counts as a tackle. So yeah, it's a strange. I've never heard of that rule before, but you know maybe the refs got it right. You'd have to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, um, man. That's right. No, uh, Reese Walsh was the other one. He was obviously out due to COVID. Um, I'm not sure about the time frame of that, but he sh- he should be back next round because. Um, 
he's on the bye next week. Mm. Um, yeah, Matt Feeguy, he went off injured. I didn't actually catch. I missed what he. I didn't hear what the people said about him, but he went off injured and Mbai came on the field. So I expect him to be out as well for a little bit. Yeah, Walsh was an interesting one. Once I heard the news on Friday after Thursday, whatever it was, that Walsh was out, I just knew this week was just going to start just going downhill. You know, when you start just from the start of the week and your money, your main guys just gets injured. Then you make a couple of trades and then you f- end up regretting. And this is Friday. And then you wake up Saturday and you go, look, I'm on dry July. What else have I got to do? I've got to watch footy. <laughs> and it just implodes. Who was your emergency emergency for him? Well, I ended up getting Karaz in there. I should have just cancelled all trades. And then I would have I would have been able to loop Cola. And then I would have oh, got no. uh, Tungo and Sam Walker score, who both absolutely <laughs> killed it on Friday. <laughs> And I don't think I would have been so far down the next. But you know what? We're going to bounce back, everyone. And the reason why we're going to bounce back is because we've got a new segment tonight. It's called Shooter's Thought of the Week. Let's get one thing straight. This is Shooter's turn. I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's turn. And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak. Now, Shooter, take it away. Well, today's today's more more of a bit of advice about when you are going away with a trip on a trip with your with your missus. <laughs> um, so, you know, you go, you're going on a trip with your missus. It's a bad time of year between pretty much February to November. <laughs> Any weekend is not not a good weekend uh, to go away because there's um, of course there's footy on. Um, so my my I'm just going to give you a bit of advice on how you can watch the footy while you're away on holiday with your missus. Um it's it's pretty simple. It's I, I hope my missus doesn't see this but you you must just treat them like a child. You give them everything you want that what they want up until until kick off. So you might say, "Oh, we'll go for an early dinner tonight." And uh and they'll be happy with that, or, or <laughs> oh, we'll go for an early movie, and then you just do, basically you just do whatever they want, and then by kick off the tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. Oh, I'm just going to watch a bit of TV, and then you just put the footy on, and you'll be pretty safe, basically. <laughs> Mate, your your Mrs. Hates talking league. Remember that time when you go when she was tired, and you, she goes, "Oh, I'm going to. Oh, do you have a podcast recommendation? Oh, wait, I'll listen to Talking League. I'll put me to sleep." <laughs> Yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. mate. So, yeah, uh, it worked for me. I, I, I did get to watch a few games of footy over my anniversary little uh, weekend away. Um, so, so I was pretty happy. Nice. Well, Shooter's Thought of the Week is brought to you by Game Day Squad. First NRL Rugby League fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilises blockchain technology and NFTs. So register your team now. Open starter packs for free at gamedaysquad.com. Dot au. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to go to a quick break and we'll be back with some burning questions. All right, we're back and we've got plenty to talk about here, boys. Some really good questions tonight. Let's talk cheese first here, Shooter, because you've gone there twice already. I've gone there once already and I want to go again because I'm seeing a bottom and I'm seeing a guy that played with a lot of energy. I just watched him on the Matty Johns show and he looked pretty fired up, but give me your thoughts. Um. Yeah, it's it's really hard. I don't I don't really want to bring him in for a third time. Yes, you do. But I kind of <laughs> yeah, I do I do want to bring him in for a third time. Um, I just think he's probably the for his price, his basement. Um, he's gonna like I could trade Fletcher Baker for Brendan Smith, and quite comfortably, 
and not lose anything. Um, and to, to just sit in that like 18th man sort of spot at the moment and I wouldn't be too bothered. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I reckon he's edging towards a buy. You're not going to get him much cheaper. Um, Considering you're running the hookage gauntlet, I reckon you'll be mad if you don't lock him in as your second hooker until Harry Grant finishes Origin. For people that don't have Robson, Reed's probably, everyone's, I think, got a lot of him at the moment. But people will be struggling for a second hooker. I think lock him in, put him in your emergency, because I think on Friday night, he showed a lot of energy. And they were pretty much full strength instead of, except for Walshy in the middle too. So he'll see some minutes in the back end. And he'll need to back up Grant over these next couple of weeks as well. So I think you're going to get some good scores out of him. Very important, I think, in those last couple of games. He'll get some big minutes because I think they'll rest Harry Grant in one of those two. And if you do have Harry Grant, it's going to be very important for you not to have to waste a trade trading him out. So I think have him. Stash him on the emergency, like Shooter said. And I'd be very comfortable, Shooter, putting him in as that 18th or 19th man. Yeah, 100%. I don't think you can go too wrong, eh? And... Um... If, if his minutes can sort of stay what they what they were this weekend, um, maybe he's um, given Belliate like a little word and said sorry for being a dick at the start of the year or something. I don't Mate, know, but... he, he might have. He for sure. Jake, let's move on to his teammate Jerome Hughes because you've been covering him over the last couple of weeks. So give me your thoughts on how you thought he went on Thursday night and kind of where he is in your mindset right now. Yeah, he did look. He did look a lot more involved um, without Munster there, but at the same thing again. That's what we've been having all season. Without those tries, his scores aren't getting past that fifty mark. Mm. What did he score? 40, 44. I didn't check the updated score, but um, yeah, without. I don't think I can't see him going that big of a run at the end of the year now. Um, just Storm are playing well, but you know they lost to Manly the other night. Um, they're not as clinical as what they were last year. So I think that forty to forty to five to fifty average is probably where he's going to sit. Um, if you got him though, definitely hold. He's going to play this round seventy in buy, so he's going to be a you know good scorer this week. So I, I wouldn't be if you have him, I wouldn't be trading him unless there's someone you really want post round 17 but yeah not a buy for me at this stage yeah I think topic of the night tonight is Ryan Pappenhausen boys because he came back and I thought he was pretty tentative and then he scored a couple of late tries against the tied defense to really prop up that score now for me at that price I think I'm going to whack the three date rule on him already because I think I need to see three games from him but Shooter from what you saw of the game and the stats after what did you make of Pups? I don't think he looked that great, to be honest. And um, you know, heading into those last few minutes, he was on a like a single digit score almost, mm. and um, and then got two try two tries. Um, yeah, I, I agree. He needs a three date rule before I'd consider touching him. He, he's got he's got the um, you know the pedigree. It's it's really annoying because he would have um, lost heaps of money this week, and then he made his be all good, and it's like made it hard because he's going to be pretty expensive. It's so annoying because um, it was junk time, two shoots. Yeah, uh, it was really annoying. I, I, it's kind of hard to give him the three-date rule because if he scores really well in, in the next two games, well... He's out of reach. You're, yeah. You're pretty much... He's going to be like 900K or something and you're buggered. Yeah. Jakey, we'll see what the New South Wales team brings because I think he'll be in the squad somewhere. But he, depending on if he's 18th or 19th man, he might still be able to play on the weekend. But you're keen, eh? Yeah, I think I'm keen. I don't think I'd give him the three-day rule because I think if you're buying him, you need him for this round 17. Mm. Um, like he's, 
he's probably he's still going to be that top three winger fullback average for the rest of the season. You got with along with Tedesco and um, Hines. So you're buying him. You're buying him as a keeper. You're buying him as the, one of the top, the best top three keepers um, in that position. Um, you're getting around 17 score out of him. Um, and same sort of thing. You, you, you always expect coming back from injury, he was going to have a quiet game, which I. I think this technically counts as quite a game is warming up because he was on nothing yeah. for the last you know four or five minutes. So he yeah. did have a bad game, but his score got saved. But that's still a, that's still one game under his belt, you know. I, I think he'll be back. I'll be. I think he'll be back to back to normal in a week or two. So I'd be jumping on. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what Freddie does, eh? Because Hines has been the 18th man for the first two games, but the Sharks obviously have a big game against Melbourne. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes him 19th man, brings Pups in there as the 18th man, and lets Hines go back to Cronulla, considering he took Cronulla. Cronulla's best player for two weeks. So it's going to be very interesting. And that's that's a 50-50, right? That could go either way. Because you want the brilliance mm-hmm. of Pops if someone goes down injured. But at the same time, Heinz covers more positions. So be interesting to see the way Freddie... That Freddie could dictate our round 17 score because if he names him Jake at 18th man, all of a sudden, the guy that you want to bring in, you'll get Heinz back, yes. But the guy that you want to bring in has gone. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't really noticed how that... Usually works when you eight when they're eighteenth man because technically eighteenth man you are actually a player so mm. mm-hmm. there's a, there is a chance that you're going to play the <clears> game <throat> so it's not like bringing in someone like Joseph Suwali who's you know no chance of playing just for experience so I yeah if the they s- the squad have to so if they stick to the what they did in game one and two the eighteenth well game two didn't matter because it was a, a buy round anyway but in game one eighteenth man stayed in camp and the other four were allowed to play that weekend. So I think that will happen again. So, yeah, it's, it's a very dicey one. It could decide a lot of people's fates. A lot of people might not trade this week because a lot of people want pups, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, we should know some sort of idea by, what, tomorrow when the 18th man gets named, but you, you always never know who that 18th man is going to be when the team lists get rearranged, you know. So yeah. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Jakey, let's talk Barnett versus Frizzell because it was a lot of a, a big topic for us this week and they ended up pretty much on identical scores. Frizzell and then Barnett. Jesus, he scared us all, mate, with that HIA halftime. I don't know. I started praying. Shooter started praying. All of a sudden, he came out like a miracle man and it was a, it was a miracle because can you imagine bringing... I, wasn't, I was not bad if he had scored a 39, but at halftime, he was on 22. In the first minute, he was on four. So it was like the weirdest sort of trading ever. But what's your thoughts at the moment on that Barnett versus Frizzell situation? Yeah, I think both of them were pretty underwhelming. But you saw, I think that's both their flaws. Like, neither of them really got any too many attacking stats or anything. And Barnett in particular, he had about, what, 14 negatives. So that I think that was a season high for him. So you're mm. probably not going to expect that many negatives from every week. He scored 47 purely in base just from tackles and run meters. So that's a, his flaw is going to be 39, but you're going to be get repaid when he hits those big games with attacking stats. So I, if you bought either of them, I wouldn't be worried about them. I think they're both still keepers in that position. Um, but probably going forward, it just makes them a little bit trickier to pick up this week. But I'd still be you know, keen on buying either of them this week as well. Boys, interesting tactics because the Titans were so weak. The defense in the center and wing ended up those, those long balls. So the second rowers just ended up just being decoys all Decoy. night. Yeah, which didn't help us, especially with them, because on a general week, they'll probably pick up a lot more run meters. So that's why I don't think you should panic if you have Barnett or Frizz. And I think you should consider consider both of them for this week as well. But it's it's one of those things, shooters. You know that it's one of those outlier weeks when Edric Lee and Taki Aho both nearly ton up. And then you've mm. got guys like Cleary. Cleary was struggling. Like, he was lucky to hit his 55 in the end. 
And it was just one of those things, especially for the less experienced, don't panic. These weeks happen, right? 100%. There's, there's no point. Um, I learned that lesson over, over the years. Like as soon as someone had a bad week, uh, flick them off and then it comes to round 10 and you've got no trades. <laughs> sure, let's talk David Fafita because he came back second half or midway through the first half, sorry. He played about 50 minutes, but he's going to be somewhere in the mid-600s. Who would have ever thought that guy would be this cheap? But is he on your radar? I know that you don't have a huge amount of trades, but is, are you considering him at any stage? I'm personally not at all. He just hasn't done anything at his price. Like who, who do I trade him out for? Sort of thing. I've got I've got um, Barney, uh, Tohu, Pat, Josh Jackson. Yeah, those type of guys. Um, there's just like no one worse than him. That I can that I can trade out to like going off a season he can get like a twenty seven or something, or he could get like a seventy five. But it's real risky still for that price. I think. I'll put I'll put this to you, shooter. David Feder ends up six hundred k, back in the starting lineup, playing eighty minutes. Would you trade Josh Jackson for him? No, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, well, Josh Josh Jackson's been pretty good. For me this year, so I'm loyal. <laughs> no, he has been great. He's been absolutely fantastic, Josh Jackson. No, but I see, I see what you're saying. Like the, oh, it's I'm tempting, right? Sw- straight swapping for Tohu Harris because I I don't know if Tohu's going to do what he's done tonight again this season. So yeah, mate, David Fed is still on my mind. He's going to have a huge break even the next time he plays, and he's probably going to reach around that 600k. And I think he'll be a huge consideration for me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If you've got if you've got like say maybe seven to ten trades, and you can afford to bring them in, what's what's the real risk, really? Yeah, I think so too. Jakey, sell me on Jesse Ramian because I didn't realise that you had him, and I want him. Yeah, yeah, I do have him. Um, he's he played pretty well this week. The last few weeks haven't been too good. He's been scoring in those thirties, but mm. I've, I've been watching him play a lot more, and I I actually really like the way he plays. He hasn't. He doesn't have those. Now a lot of people used to say he used to be, you know, be a bit of a nutcase, come out, hit people high, and you know, make errors and that. But he, he's actually a really solid center. Like his defense is really good. Um, his offloads and tackle breaks are getting up there as well now. Um, and he doesn't have too many errors in him. He's he's playing like a really smart center, and um, you can see that in the scoring. His scoring hasn't been by any mean great. Like, but his base is sort of still there. Like he's scoring thirties and forties most weeks, and then he has one or two of those big games. Um, if you already own him, I'd be holding him, obviously. But um, I'm not sure if I'd pick him up if I don't have him. If you already have a Burton or an Aitken, they're probably the two best centers in that position. Mm. Um, and most people, I've said this a few times, most people already have a Tago, a May, someone like that who already, already averages in the 40s. If you have someone who already average, if you have two centers who are already average in the 40s, there's no point bringing him in. I don't think just for that buy round. Yeah. But if you if you don't have a centre, if you need a centre, yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, for a shit team as well. I got, got Panasini, but he just annoyed me on the weekend. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll have to be a sellout. Let's stick in the Sharkies. Cameron McInnes shoots because he played his least minutes for the year on Saturday, and he actually wasn't playing that bad. But he's pretty much headed for a sell, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think pe- like, but he's given the points people want from him, and he's done his job, and you can. 
flick him off. Like, how, how much is he worth still? 700 odd? Yeah, 700. Yeah, so like you can trade him for a gun pretty much. Um, but yeah, with, with old Dale fit and firing, Cam's uh, Fitzy looks like he likes Cam running at those those tired Fords. Um, he's just not going to get the minutes to to justify having him for that much, I don't think. Yeah, I think Braden Hamlin UL is about to return as well, so they'll probably reduce his minutes. Now, boys, let's move on to the dogs because I think for people looking for round 17 players, it looks like the dogs, the likes of TPJ, Karaz, Kingy, I think they're the three main targets for sell-outs. But, Jake, would you offload? What's what's your thoughts on the dogs at the moment? We've touched on it briefly, but they're pretty yeah. much the main guys that will be selling out, right? Yeah, TPG, obviously, with that injury, he's, he's a trade-out now, not playing 17, so um, no point having him. Um, Karaz is a bit of a tricky one. Um, I'm going to face this myself because he still averages mm. in the 40s, so he's not scoring bad. He's still good enough to play in your 17, and his, and his score this week was obviously affected by rain, so... You can hold him. It's probably a 50-50, though. He yep. probably is peak now, I guess, unless he bounces back in round 18 with a huge score. But uh, I wouldn't mind trading him, wouldn't mind holding him. Um, on King, same sort of thing. He's still averaging high 40s, so especially when now he's starting. So I, I think King's on that borderline, probably going to average around that 50 mark for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, if you have a if you have a really good, solid side, good team value, um, and you want to luxury trade him up to someone, I, I would. But I, I, I'd only upgrade him to someone who's you know averaging at least over 55, maybe 60. Like, if, you, if you're trading him out, get someone who's absolutely going to you know outscore him. So that's probably my advice. Yeah, nice. I'm thinking Frizzell. I'm actually thinking going from King to Frizzell. The, the week, I think Frizzell will outscore him anyway for the rest of the year. I want a guy that's going to be on the park for 80 minutes. And I think him missing one game, I know it kind of sounds a little bit sideways because they average similar, but I just think that extra week and a little bit of extra quality, I think, pretty much pushes me over the line. But Shooter, what's your thoughts on these doggies? Well, I think in the chat the other night, you boys were a bit hard on uh, old Carez. Like, he was playing in a hurricane, <laughs> not wing of weather. <laughs> but, well, I've got to trade someone, mate. I need, I need cheese. And he's got like they've got the Rabbitohs for their next game, um, and that's a big like rivalry game where he could he could bag a couple of meaties and he's always good for a few tackle breaks. And so if the weather's a bit better, um, he he's still got money to make, I think. And I think you should should hold him, um, Max Max Keane. I think he's borderline keeper. Eh? But I do, I didn't think that about a month or a month and a half ago. I thought oh yeah, he's peaking. But I, I keep having like little spot flies I needed to put out, and I was quite glad that I got to got to hold Max Maxi King. The well, I won't go there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, I I think he's borderline keeper. There's not there's not too many players that um are going to average too much more that people won't already have. Yeah, I agree. Now, Jakey, your boy. Well, he's a new boy, Luciano Leilua. What a debut. I thought he played really, really well yesterday. And I think he's settling in. We talked a little bit during the week about maybe him winning the trust of his teammates, the trust of Todd Payton. But did you see the first, I think, what did he do? He forced an error and literally every single cowboy jumped on him. They love him up there already. Yeah, he seems like he's pretty popular with the playing group. Um, you can see that in his game, though. A lot of his things he was doing were all effort plays. Like, there was plays where he was just going, coming out of nowhere, just trying to jump on top to make the tackle. And, like, a lot of the things you like in a footy player, mm. 
Um, and it's great to see for the Cowboys. I, I think he's going to play a similar sort of role to what Lukey played off the bench because Gilbert's still doing a really good job defensively um, in that first 20 and then you know, bringing Lay Lua on for a bit of X Factor yeah. for the last 60. Um, also means he doesn't play the hot full 80, so he's going to be fit and fresh for most of the game. So I, I really like him as signing. Great for the Cowboys. Um, in terms of fantasy, though, I, I don't think I, I'm going to touch him. Um, he would have, yeah, he would need to start, wouldn't he, and play eighty. But the way yeah. pay, the way that you described it, like that's how Payton feeds everyone's mouths, right? Because he's got so many good forwards that starting Gilbert on the edge, and there's rumours now that he's about to become an Origin player. Can you imagine becoming an Origin player then moving back to the bench? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good though. Uh, Gilbert's been awesome for us this year as well, so he doesn't deserve to lose that starting spot either. Yeah, good signings by the. The Dolphins there. Now, Shoots, let's go to Latrell Mitchell because started slow, but in that hurricane weather, started to come good in the last 20 minutes. Out of his 40-odd points, I reckon he probably put 30 of them on in that last 20 minutes. Smiling, looking, people were saying that he wasn't looking fit, but I think that's a little bit unfair because in the wet, I think the jersey was very, very hugging, and he does look trimmer. Yeah, I think he looks much trimmer and like, how fit do you expect a bloke to be? He hasn't played since round five. Yeah. Um, you know, match fitness goes a long way. But in term, like Latrell's always one of those players I've kind of had a soft spot for, and like I quite like him fantasy wise as well. Mm. He hasn't he hasn't done much for me this year, obviously. But um, he's what well, he's going to be priced around five hundred, I guess. Um, if you've got the trades, he could be like quite nice heading into those. Um, final final round to the season. Bunny's starting to hit a bit of form. Um, if he's like a lot fitter and he's not worried about his hammies, he could be he could be um, causing some havoc and getting a lot of tackle breaks and scoring tries. Yeah, the only reason why I wouldn't pick him up this week is because of the huge break even, and then the fact that mm-hmm. Cook and Murray aren't playing this week. I think that leads a lot of their kind of go forward is through those two guys and a lot of the direction. So I'd probably wait. That's why I kind of want to get Ramey in this week because eventually I think the plan is after round, probably round 18 or 19, flick Penasini because I think he'll be done once round 17 is done and then get mm-hmm. Luttrell and then park Luttrell back into the wing fullbacks, put Hines back onto the bench to wing fullback and halves cover and then I'm, I'm good. So yeah, yeah, that's my little plan there. Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like to pick him up. I just don't have personally, but I don't have the trades. But I wouldn't talk anyone out of picking him up. That's for sure. Yeah, Jake, let's move to Isaiah Tass because a little bit everyone got a little bit of a bonus there because all of a sudden he was on the team sheet. Yeah, that's an absolute uh, consolation prize for me. I've <laughs> I've had Tass this whole time since his first game. So <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting him to get named. I, I saw a little bit of news on Tuesday that he might be named, but I wasn't thinking too much of it. But he, he looked great. Eh? I, I mm. don't know where he's been. Like he looks way better. Just reserve grade. It was a Jack. He, like and Jackson Poyer looks better on the wing too. I, I reckon so. He his defensively is good. He gets through heaps of work. Um, and he looks really good in attack too. Like he carries the ball in two hands and he's good at drawing passing. Has a step on him. So I really like him. Um, not sure if I'd want to pick him up because he's going to be about 350k now, though. So yeah. Even if he's named, he's been in that in-between area where you know, he's still a centre, so you still can't bank on big scores. And he's not the best cash out. There might be some better cash out options. So, yeah, see if he's named. And if you want to take a punt, go for it. He's, he's, he should be a good scorer. Yeah, I think cash outs. Shooter, what would you make of Volkman today? Because he scored another good one. 
Yeah, I don't mind him, eh? Like, watching him play, I didn't take too much notice of his fantasy score. What did he score fantasy-wise? It was like a high 30s, I think, by the end of it. So Yeah, for his price, like, that's all you want, eh? Um, and, like, he, he looks quite comfortable playing NRL. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He made like twenty six tackles or something today. Didn't miss miss any. Um, and I think once the Warriors, you know, on that run to the grand final, uh, <laughs> and all those, that, he'll get those attacking stats. <laughs> Should have speak to you, one of your countrymen, IPAPS. Who would have thought I bought him? I thought I was getting him cheap for eight fifty. People are going to pick him up this week for high seven hundreds. That's a steal in my eyes, man. Oh, if you pay, because I paid like nine hundred for him. If you like. <laughs> I feel ripped off. You'd, well, you should. Yeah, because like, I've had nothing but like 40s from him. <laughs> it's horrible. I think it's us but, too that put a bit of a mock on him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like In uh, that game a couple of weeks ago, he scored like 45 in the first half and then scored 47 for the rest of the game. Like, <laughs> As a second it's, rower, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's very frustrating. But yeah, if, if like... Pick him up now at that price or you'll be laughing because he's going to get some more big scores. Parramatta's form, but so up and down. I feel so sorry for people bringing Parramatta players in. Like, I was stuck with them from the start, but your lookalike there, Jakey, Moses. We'll talk about him versus Dillbags because I think both of them have just killed people bringing them in over the last three weeks. Yeah, they're similar sort of boat to, you know, you they're the halves version of uh, Frizzell and um, Barnett. Like they're both, you know, borderline keepers going to average around that fifty mark. They're both, you know, underperformed. So I'd still, if you need a half, I'd still go for Amaze. But um, he's Moses has always been like that his entire fantasy career. Yep. He's always thirties and seventies. There's not much in between. So uh, take the good with the bad. He's still going to average around that fifty mark. He's going to play around seventeen. So. Um, yeah, and if you hold it, if you have him already, obviously hold it. Don't don't stress. Just keep him on your side. He'll be all right. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the round sixteen wrap. We'll be back on Tuesday for the normal show. A buy, hold, sell, avoid on Wednesday. Jakey and me will do a live Q and A on Thursday. But for now, that is it. We'll see you then. Stay safe, especially the people in New South Wales in all this rain. So we'll catch you then. <laughs>